What's up, folks? Uh, recording this uh, na- next newest and latest podcast for you guys on pornography. And um, I saw a post on Twitter the other day that said, you know, pornography should just be completely abolished, right? Because how dark and negative it is on people's sex lives. And, uh, and sex is what rules the world. It ain't money, truth be told. A lot of times people get that reversed, if you will, or maybe the common uh, narrative is that money rules the world. Actually, sex rules the world. And to the degree that people are sexually fulfilled, it has a lot to do with their overall happiness. Um, one of the things that shows up most oftentimes when you're talking pornography, especially men, is it usually it results or ends in masturbation. And I think most men, I won't say all, most men in the Western world have probably had their experience in that space um, attempting to fill a need that they weren't getting because they didn't have a woman in their life or they didn't know how to get the woman that they really wanted because their their game was weak, as they say. And uh, one of the things that's really important in that conversation is how we talk to a woman and the confidence that we have when we talk to a woman has everything to do with whether or not she gives us her number or wants to have sex with us or be in a relationship with us. And a lot of times, because I really think it's been deliberate that men have been purposely effeminized to where our ma- our natural masculine impulses, we shun or feel almost guilty for having success with women to where it ends up being something where we go to the nice guy conversation and we're overly accommodating and we're the good guy. And those are the very things that women are not turned on by. Women are turned on by men that are unavailable in a lot of ways. A man that they can't control is what most Stimulates and makes a woman wet. I mean, just being real about it, this is an adult conversation. <clears throat> and at the same time, when we're talking about pornography, it doesn't serve us, especially when you talk about most of the stuff that's out here nowadays. Now, I, you know, I'm, I'm a little more, you know, like middle-aged or whatever. So, like, back in the day, my dad had a VCR. And um, I remember with the VCR, he would... Uh, <clears throat> It's around the time when they first came out. These these big, huge, they almost look like old cassette players back in the day. Only they were like huge and they were heavy. And I remember stumbling upon my dad's adult film collection. I don't even know if I want to say stumbling upon it because my room was right off of the main living room. And I remember my dad, my mom and some of their friends watching adult films together. And, um, you know, that's back in the day when there was Seika and Kay Parker and, you know, things like that. And, you know, since I'm out here in the Bay Area now, it's kind of interesting to be talking about this because a large part of that industry was based in San Francisco. Um, and those films, you know, Behind the Green Door and, and some of the other ones that are real popular was The Devil and Miss Jones. I mean, you name it. There was a lot of them out there. That at one time or another, I happen to see because when my parents were away, what do children do when children are curious? And especially if I'm in the next room and I'm hearing, you know, women moaning 
and groaning. I'm like, well, what is that? And, um, you know, and then my dad had Playboys back in the day, too. So I was actually uh, I found his Playboys one time <laughs> some years ago as well. Uh, that's why I've always been a lover of Playboy. And I, I really did read him for the articles. They had some great content back then. I guess Playboy is still around. But they don't. Um, yeah, so basically, I would watch, I would read them, I would read the article. But this, that's what I was going to say. Most of the women back then were really beautiful because they were natural. You knew they were natural. And I'm a purist. I don't, I don't think women need to have breast implants or butt implants or cosmetic surgery, any of that crap. Because if we really tap into what nature has provided, Everything we need to look better and feel better already exists in nature. There are herbs, uh, and I emphasize the H in there, herbs, uh, for natural increase in breast size. One of them is uh, Miriam Purifica, I believe is the name of it. And there's other ones too. Um, And there's also herbs that are naturally suited to enlarge a man's penis. You know what I'm saying? So you don't have to do Viagra and all these toxic chemical treatments to increase the size of your penis or increase the size of your breasts if you're a woman. And so, uh, but yeah, you know, again, going back to the porn, porn at that time actually had more of a plot. There was actually a story to it. Women were more natural. They weren't, you know, they didn't have a six pack, which I don't necessarily think is healthy, especially for a woman. Um, and that goes back to something my old uh, Chi Kong instructor had mentioned to me a while back about six packs when we were in class one day and he was breaking down what r- real health is. And most of the time, what really makes you healthy is having an, a strong internal organ system. That's ligaments, tendons, having a healthy gut, healthy gut microbiome. All of those things are tremendously beneficial in helping us to get stronger from the inside out whether it's physical strength or improving the size of our butt or improving the the uh, firmness uh, of like a for a woman improving the firmness of her breast you know what i'm saying all of that is inside of being active and being in accordance with the laws of nature <clears throat> and uh porn like many things in society not to say that it was entirely right back then either because um, I read some stuff about it, how, you know, the mob was involved with a lot of it um, to the point where that was one of their cash cows was porn, you know. Um, but the, the main point is, is like, you know, things have shifted to where now you have this just violent sex that you see in pornography a lot of times. And it's violence towards women. And that's not something that women I don't think a woman is healthy, a woman that's in love with herself, a woman that respects herself. She doesn't get off on being beaten, per se. Right. And you got some pretty extreme stuff out there. And so I'm sharing this because this is a, uh, you know, it's a, a confronting topic to share. And at the same time, it's, it's been a part of my life at different times. I'm not a fanatic with it. I've gone through periods where I watched it. I've gone through periods where I, I masturbated like most men do. Right. Um, but I've always been a very, and, uh, what am I trying to say? Very analytical. I've always questioned everything. I'm like, why am I doing this? Why am I so addicted to this as I have experienced at different times? 
And why is it that I feel so shitty afterwards if I do masturbate or jerk off to where after the fact I feel even worse, you know, because there's no substitute for actual human connection. There is no substitute for me having the intimacy. That's the key word there for me anyway. And I I assert that that's important for most men and women, if we're being radically honest, is the intimacy is what lends itself to that fulfillment and, and, and those good endorphins that we all crave. And when it's just based in physical sex, when it's just based in fucking and when it's just in just based in getting a nut that all has its place because it's like anything else, you know, everything has its place in life. However, but when we're being driven, when we're obsessed with that stimuli that comes from that, it's like, you know, they, I've been reading a lot about dopamine when we're addicted to that dopamine hit from seducing a woman that we don't even know or or a woman seducing a man that she doesn't even know and just fucking them out in public. I mean, this shit actually happens, you know? It's like that can be a thrill. It's like getting a hit of a drug or, um, you know, anything that can be a dopamine hit from a, a negative and self-destructive point of view, it, it can be that addictive form of it to where you keep going back for more and more of it, even though consciously, you know, it's not serving you. And so, you know, I've gone through periods, especially after I started studying Taoism, of realizing how sacred it is for a man to preserve his seed and not ejaculate any more than for the purpose of procreation or sometimes for pleasure. I mean, if if you as a man enjoy getting ahead or a woman enjoys, you know, getting you know having a guy go down on her i'm sure almost all women do and most i'm sure all men do you know when it comes to either one of those experiences it's great and at the same time it also depletes us of our vital life force and and one of the things that i've learned from just reading different uh books and texts on different things whether those karitsa or taoism or tantra is that it actually depletes women's energy as well and so a lot of times women will be left feeling a particular way of not really being empowered after having, you know, that dopamine rush experience of getting a nut, you know, of having an orgasm, an intense orgasm. So it's all context because it's a layered conversation like so many other things in life. And if you hear background noise, forgive me, I'm at a, I'm outside, you know, close to a park. I had to get some fresh air today. Been a a challenging week at work. And uh, but this is my life right here, this podcast and what I'm sharing. And even though this is controversial and at times I wonder if I should share some of the things that I share. These are things that affect us on a very human level. So I don't I know I'm not that alone in this experience. I'm just saying it because this is a part of my experience of life. This, like I said, my channel is life and how it occurs to me. And I assert that this occurrence is not just my occurrence. I assert that this occurrence is many others occurrence, whether it's men or women or whatever. And so to me, you know, if I go through periods where I'm watching too much porn and I've gotten to a point now, where I've just cut it out altogether. I don't I don't masturbate. I don't jerk off. I don't because like like I said, I know what those things do to you on a biochemical level. And at the same time, our brain gets wired 
for that trigger that comes from that when we get used to it to where it can make it very difficult to resist the urge to jerk off if we're used to that from watching porn or or if we're used to getting a nut from just maybe our game is so tight that we can go out and meet a woman out in the street and not even know her that much and then have sex with her the same day you know we get a we get addicted to that adrenaline rush and it doesn't serve our long-term desire and you've probably heard me mention this at different times before but to me this is like one of the most important conversations if not the most important conversation in life is our pursuit of an intimate partner and when we are pursuing it from an unhealthy or lust lower chakra based point of view it's going to be very superficial and it'll have very little chance of long-term survival i don't even know if i want to say survival it'll have very little chance the relationship that is of us being able to stay engaged with one another long term and experience fulfillment and happiness for the long run and unfortunately looking at the, the statistics of today there are not many relationships you know they're in the, the rare percentile it's almost like what do they say the top earners represent uh that's the one percent it's almost that way with relationships unfortunately because you have so many married men and women or people in intimate relationships long-term relationships okay here's porn pornography part two i got a call that came in which uh ended the abruptly <laughs> my last uh podcast uh which was porn part one so i'll basically i'll group these two together um so yeah ultimately I think the goal in order for us to move closer to long-term happiness and fulfillment is to take actions that are consistent with what will allow that to occur in our life. And a lot of times that means taking time to step back from all of the chaos, all of the confusion, all of the wildness of the world, especially nowadays in 2022, I mean, they, you know, the, the destructive um, programming, for lack of a better term, that's being pushed onto the world is, is something else. So, you know, to be able to just take time for self to get clear and really just, as I like to often say, you know, access those spiritual downloads from the creator, you know, what is it? that's going to serve my best and highest good right and so along those lines you know i know a lot of times people that are religious you know will be incredibly offended by a topic like this but there's a book i have called the x-rated bible that talks about all of the different things that can and do happen in human interaction like to me as i'm often prone to saying the bible is the book of life and um I remember one of my old roommates finding some articles talking about threesomes in a marriage, anal sex in a marriage, uh, oral sex in a marriage, and are they, you know, justified and this, that, and the other. And there was some brilliant writer actually saved them. Because again, this is the topic that has most fascinated me because I've had very few relationships, not have really, really no long-term relationship at, to this point. You know, nothing over a year or really even close to that to be perfectly honest so my life has definitely been different i don't know what normal is but my life has not been normal can 
compared to what we are fed as normal, right? Not to even say that that's normal, you know, like the back in the day with what, leave it to Beaver with the the guy that has the perfect wife and he has three male children and they all sit down and break bread together as a family, which I think actually think is one of the best things we can do because to me, a part of why we have so much degenerate behavior in society is because the family unit has been damn near obliterated. And the family unit is the backbone of a healthy, thriving society. And here in the Western world, we become so obsessed with our pursuit of money and riches and success to the point where a lot of times those very people that achieve the riches and the success, men or women, they end up very unfulfilled and very unhappy because even though they have the showings and trappings, to put it one way, of success, you know, the supercar or, you know, the fat bank account or whatever, emotionally and on an intimate level, they're aching inside because they don't have somebody to share those experiences with. And to me, that kind of ties into the whole thing with porn. It's like it's not a solo experience. And 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 this is one thing I'll add to that, too. When I was studying Qigong, one of the things I really got that was huge. And I learned this as well from studying um, Taoism is that you can actually have sex with yourself and not need another person and be incredibly fulfilled. And I'm not and I ain't talking about jerking off masturbation. None of that. I'm talking about when you learn to have inner orgasms, when you find that inner peace, well, like the Bible says, a peace that passeth all understanding. That's an absolute bliss that a lot of times can actually supersede your sexual intercourse with with the other person. You know what I mean? So it's just levels to it. It's like so many things in life. I remember when I was reading uh, Cultivating Male Sexual Energy by Mantang Chia, one of the things he talked about is like there's nine different levels of orgasm and how most people in, you know, traditional society, as we currently know it, only get to like level four, maybe level five. So when you're talking about those higher levels of orgasm, it's almost like the higher levels of long term fulfillment and happiness in an intimate relationship. Though That's rarefied air right there. You know, it's like Michael Jordan or some athlete or some business owner or whatever that performs at a very high level and has a very successful company. They put in work to get to that point. And when you are putting in work to overcome your primal lust based urges so you can be more than just somebody that wants to fuck all the time. You know, when you're putting in the work to be a lover as well as somebody that can fuck. I mean, that's that's a layer of depth that most people never really get to because they're just primarily based in the physical experience. It's like I kind of use the analogy of like in boxing. You have somebody like back in the day, like Tommy Hearns, who was not a great boxer, but he could knock you out because his, his right hand, his punch was just it was it was a beast. You know what I'm saying? The guy, he, he, they didn't call him the hitman for nothing, right? And at the same time, when he went up against uh, Marvin Hagler and arguably one of the greatest uh, boxing matches ever, even though it only lasted three rounds, it was pretty epic to say the least. The reason why Hagler was able to overtake Hearns when Hearns was on the verge of winning that fight was because Hearns was not as good of a boxer as Marvin Hagler was. Now, Hagler 
he could throw a knockout punch too. And what made him so well-rounded was he was a great boxer as well. You know, that's partially why you could say that Hearns lost to uh, Sugar Ray Leonard, you know, is because Sugar Ray Leonard did not have the punching power that that uh, Tommy Hearns had, but he was more of a complete boxer. It's like in baseball. You have a guy that can throw a baseball 90 miles an hour, 90 miles, this, in this day and age, 100 miles an hour. And at the same time, He's not as good as a guy that can pitch and that can change speeds and keep you off balance. Like, let's say, uh, Greg Maddox back in the day with the Atlanta Braves and the Chicago Cubs. So it's about being complete. And the more that we work on being complete, the more that we realize to just be driven by a dopamine uh, obsession to get a nut. Over time, that gets empty to where it doesn't do it for us like it used to anymore. And that's why it's so important that, excuse me, when it comes to stuff like pornography, at times I will watch it from an educational point of view, especially when I was younger. I think I first got a, found my dad's porn collection when I was probably, God forgive me, dad, I'm, I'm sharing this because this is just real, my life experience, right? My dad was a good dude. He was an amazing man, so it doesn't make him any less of a man. Uh, he's he's a man you know he's he's you know and then one of the family friends of ours he had a collection this guy had a library that was out of this world uh with different you know porn films from back in the day or whatever god rest his soul uh but the main thing is is that you know we want to get laid we want to have fulfillment and at the same time in order to have fulfillment that leads to long-term happiness and and joy with this person where we are able to ongoingly to discover them newly every day, it's, it's going to be way more than just fucking. That's really the point of this. And porn is only just one basic carnal root chakra, which is ruled by the sign Scorpio. It's just rule. It's just that, that level. That's it. There's nothing else to it. And most of the women in porn, especially when you look at it nowadays, I'm almost certain most of these women do not have orgasms. You know what I'm saying? I know from my own experience, at times when I was with a woman and I knew she had an orgasm, I could tell because of what was on my on my penis. I mean, let's just be real about it, right? And so, you know, women can't fake it, definitely. Um, like in that movie, When Harry Met Sally, a lot of times women will fake it just to get it over with because maybe they don't really like the guy or whatever. And... Um, but yeah, so that's just kind of a digression there. The main thing is, folks, strive to get to the higher levels of intimacy and and connection with the person that you love and care about, because that's where the difference is made when it comes to our heart being healthy and happy and really being in love with this person long term to enjoy seeing this person when they come in the door after a long day at work to where we enjoy you know, holding them in our arms and, you know, running, running our fingers through their hair. You know, I spent some time with a lady friend of mine recently who I actually wanted it to become more than that. And, you know, it didn't. So I, I effectively ended the uh, relationship because I don't want to I'm not trying to be in a friend zone. I'm looking to be your lover and your friend, not your just your friend, because, again, that goes back to the podcast I had a while back about um, is it possible for men and women to have a platonic relationship? It is, but that's not authentic. 
a man wants to have sex with every woman he sees damn near especially if she's appealing now if she doesn't appeal to him that's one thing but that's a man's natural impulse if it's a woman that stimulates his loins you know he wants that and same thing for women women have a primal side too you know that's one of the things i've discovered here in the last couple of years just i knew women had a primal side and i know i know women can be crass and vulgar and like i've heard you know people say at times women can have conversations that would make a sailor blush you know what i'm saying so you know the narrative is that what do they say women are made of sugar and spice and everything nice and then men are made of boys are made of snakes and snails and puppy dog tails it's still like a way of minimizing just how raw women can be women are mercenary by nature you know what i'm saying and women when they're talking about sex especially if they're around their friends or even if they're around some guys and they don't care shit they literally will be having conversations that make a man blush and so again folks the main thing get on point with what it means to have and to manifest true intimacy in your life because that is the magic elixir in so many ways that motivates us to take care of our health and and ideally we can have conversations around money and finances as well if we're really in a good place with that person that we're with excuse me to ensure our chance of having uh, a good long-term relationship because you can't have a relationship without money i mean that's not realistic either um it's still a business contract whether stated or implied you know and um so again it's just about continuing to do the work on ourselves continuing to explore what's possible and know that we can truly have our cake and eat it too and unless you watching some porn from back in the 70s where there was an actual plot and it was basically kind of a healthy way of seeing what you could do with your spouse or you know what i'm saying sometimes they had some good movies and good plots back in the day but most of this stuff nowadays is just like incredibly degenerate in nature lower vibration and it does nothing for us on an emotional spiritual mental and physical level um especially to indulge in it for prolonged periods of time and be addicted like so many men are and to a lesser degree women um we can we can elevate ourselves and we can have something so much more fulfilling and healthy and that really starts with doing the work on self continuing to learn continuing to read continuing to study continuing to research and look at successful examples of intimacy when you're talking about a monogamous married couple or you're talking about polyandry or polygyny you know what i'm saying it's out there folks and when you seek it how does the saying go when a student is ready the teacher will appear and that can show up when it comes to the information that we engage in as well when we're really focused on having a great relationship and doing the work to find out who those people are that have that in existence already and asking them questions to learn from them or reading or going to workshops or seminars it's there you know youtube has a, a boatload of information so i'm gonna go ahead and end here the main point is we're better than pornography folks you know we can rise above that and have something so much more fulfilling 
and channel that energy because sexual energy is creative energy. So take that sexual energy and channel it into creative pursuits if you're not in an intimate relationship or if you're looking to break the addiction to porn. You know what I mean? Read a book. Go work out. Go to the gun range. Um, you know, study martial arts. Go spend some time out in nature. You know, work out. All of those things are vital in terms of taking that energy and transferring it into something that's way more productive and better for our, for our overall health and well-being. So thanks so much for listening to part one and part two of the podcast on porn. Uh, let me know what you get from this. If you'd like to donate, please do. I'm still looking to raise money for my book, The Book on Healthy Living. That'll be out on July the 4th. And uh, share the podcast with somebody. If you feel like you know somebody that can benefit from what I've shared today, then please do. And uh, reach out if you'd like to have me on your podcast or if you'd like to have me speak at your next event. Uh, I talk about sex and money and health, uh, as I call them, the trifecta, you know, relationships, money and health. Those are my passions. I'm a life coach and this is my message to the world. We can have everything that we want in the here and now. We don't have to wait until we get to the other side to have that experience. Even with all of the craziness going on in the world today, we're co-creators and it's up to us to create the ideal reality that we most want for ourselves and our lives and the people that we love and care about. Take care of yourselves, folks. Peace and love. One.